Welcome to Twin Peaks, population 5,120. I'm Alicia. And this is Jane. And we are the Log Ladies. Today we are recording from uh, the office at office at the orphanage. Um, it's kind of weird. The lights keep going on and off. Um, it's a little creepy here. It is a little creepy. Why is it that all orphanages are pretty creepy? I don't know. Maybe we should step out and like go get lunch and like leave the door unlocked. Nothing will happen, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's fine. Like (laughs) (laughs) what? Why would anyone want anything with some old like orphanage files? Nobody cares. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to worry about. Yeah. I'm hungry. Let's get some fresh air. Okay. (laughs) Um, Today we are reviewing season two, episode 13, Checkmate, written by Harley Payton. And directed by Todd Holland. And the summary for today's episode is Cooper and Truman set a trap for Renault. Andy and Tremaine look into Nikki's past. An old love visits Ben and Nadine rescues Ed. Oh, love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Alicia, this is going to be a rough one. Why? <clears throat> okay, the log lady intro for this episode is my husband died in a fire no one can know my sorrow my love is gone yet i feel him near me sometimes i can almost see him at night when the wind blows i think of what he may have been again i wonder why when i see a fire i feel my anger rising this was not a friendly fire this was not a forest fire this was it was a fire in the woods this is all i'm permitted to say that's really sad i know i just feel like why is she losing people all of a sudden what yeah why well, is she a dog jumping, and then her husband why is she jumping to this now i feel like nothing in the episode well except for like one single shot of fire but it didn't really give any meaning to anything yeah I wonder why she's bringing this up now like it, maybe it was connected with something with um agent briggs yeah well i that last line seems really ominous it was a fire in the woods. This mm-hmm. is all I am permitted to say. Like, who's permitting her to say that? Yeah. What does that mean? Who's protecting the woods? Interesting. Yeah. I just thought it was sad because it's talking about death again. And this time it's like the I loss know. of her love. And yeah. Stop it. Like, Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> be, up, be upbeat again. <laughs> we like the one time she was upbeat. We like complained about her being upbeat. It was like, I know you're light. like. You were like, is she trying to be funny? And then the next week, it's like, my dog died. My husband died. I know. <laughs> you want what you can't have. Yeah. Um, what do you think it's talking about here? Well, I don't know. I mean, usually I feel like the Log Lady intros have a lot to do with the episode and just like a, like a wise view of them. But this one yeah. doesn't seem to have like a huge direct connection i just feel like if anything there's a loose connection to like the woods and major briggs and kind of what happened with him but we don't know right yeah that last part is kind of like the only clue it says this was not a forest fire it was a fire in the woods this is Mm -hmm. all i am permitted to say yeah it's like what major briggs was saying he's like it's uh 
when he's like not allowed to talk about it. What does he, what does he keep saying? He says it, that it's confidential, right? It's or classified. Co- it's confi- classified. Yeah. He keeps saying it's classified. It feels like that's what she's saying too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, um, <laughs> okay. So, well, okay. I guess we'll just get into it. But like, how do you, how do you feel about this episode as a whole? Um, I feel like, this episode was really poorly directed and I wasn't a huge fan of it. <laughs> a lot of big stuff happened, which is good. Mm. It's always good to get answers because the show is always keeping stuff from us, it seems like. But at the same time, ugh, it just felt like the direction was bad. Huh. We, what made you feel that way? I didn't I didn't really think about the direct like how the show was directed. That didn't stand out to me. Can you give Something me an example? Something about it, I wish I could give you an example. It felt so awkward to me and like the pacing of it, just the, I didn't like how much was happening and the way that it was happening, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. okay, here's a perfect example. The scene where Hank attacks Ed is yeah. so awkward. It's so awkward. Like the way that they're standing, the way that Ed, like, turns around and he sees Hank there and then Hank punches him and Ed like shakes his head in this weird way and falls backwards and then I don't know all of it like the blocking it's all just awkward and weird did you feel that way in the end when Denise is trying to reveal the gun to Cooper too did yeah blocking felt awkward yeah okay I kind of see it now because as soon as you started talking about that I remembered I was like oh that that scene kind of felt weird too but then there were also scenes in this episode I th- I think it was like the way it was filmed. Uh-huh. Like I really liked. There Are you talking like, about? What do you think I'm talking about? I can think of one that I really liked. What? Um, and I and I liked it against. Like I'm almost mad at myself for liking it, but it's the James scene where they're making out in the car. Yeah, and me it pulls too. back, and it's like <laughs> tracking back when they're on the car. I, it's just I a nice really like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's well. It's put together well. Yeah, that one's put together well. I thought that felt a little... I thought that felt different for Twin Peaks. It did. The way that was filmed, the way it went down, and I liked it. It felt like, like a different show. It did. Well, James, James's whole show feels like a different show. It's like the James show. It has nothing to do with Twin Peaks I know. Anymore. It's got its so, own characters. It's got its own, like, plot lines. It's yeah, kind of crazy. it's completely separate. Yeah. Um, huh. I guess let's I get know. into it. We could talk about it more. Well, okay. Well, I just... Well, I wanted to say, like... Because at this point, I know we've kind of... So since, like, the ending of the last... Well, since, like, we found out Laura's killer and stuff, that's kind of where the show is reset. And I feel like we've been going back and forth about, like, what's happening? Like, what are going to be... What's going to be our new mystery? What's the new motives? And, like, they're being set up now, and they're being set up really well. Like, all those new storylines, like, we're getting really into them. But at the same Uh time, I kind of, like, I still don't care that much like I, f- I feel like i'm being forced to care or like yeah I'm, I'm just i don't care as much as i did with the first season and i don't care as much as i feel like i should right yeah i don't know i hear you i do i feel the same way um i feel the same way but not about everything like certain things happened in this episode and they were brand new to me but I was still excited about them Mm -hmm. um but I do I feel like it's almost like we're we're just we've been 
at this point where we're like the mystery is like going on and we're just kind of like fatigued by all of the mystery and then there's more mystery and it's just like i don't i don't care about the new mystery yeah i guess but i i mean i still have hope because i've i've heard things about how like good the show like gets right on i just i know that it probably it just like takes a bit to get there or like we have to stick it out and just like i don't know right it's just i feel like i'm still stuck on the the first season and the whole lore of murder and stuff i'm not i'm still clinging on to like those feelings that i've had through that first season yeah yeah back yet totally we'll see we'll see okay okay so to start with um at the very beginning of the episode we see major briggs and we're kind of inside his mind i guess Mm-hmm. So we get this image of him and he's like sitting on a throne and it's, he's kind of just surrounded by nature, right? Like Ivy and stuff. Yeah. I think. Um, and he's describing what happened to him in the woods. And at first I thought that Dr. Jacoby was hypnotizing him. Oh. Um, but then he says, you know, my mind is like too powerful for that or something like that. <laughs> or I'm not susceptible to being mm-hmm. hypnotized memories are too pure and then um they say something about him having amnesia and he starts giving vague kind of clues to what happened to him so he says that there was a giant owl Mm -hmm. um in the forest that was the last thing that he remembers and it something about it messed with his memory and the second thing is that this was a part of project blue book they ask him Mm -hmm. what have you been doing like what is your job and he says project blue book Wait, didn't he bring up Project Blue Book when he went to see Cooper in the hotel and showed him the the paperwork that had his name written in it? That was part of Project Blue Book, wasn't it? That was part of Project Blue Book, but I don't think he tells him at that point that it was. Okay. I think he told him that he it was like a classified something to do with space. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. I think he was like vague about what he did. At the oh, time. yeah, that's when we were on the whole like alien thing. <laughs> Like, yeah aliens Gosh. and twin peaks we were, <laughs> we were so annoyed that episode. um yeah so so this b- comes back um and it's it caught it caught my ear because the color blue mm-hmm. um but project blue book is basically this the um search for ufos and so they were just talking about how this project has a few remaining agents on it that are searching for ufos and major briggs has been assigned to the twin peaks area basically Mm -hmm. um and then the other thing that we get out of this meeting is the three triangle scars behind his ear which is like that's pretty much like an alien abduction thing you know i know it's like very common (laughs) to have a thing on your head somewhere three perfectly shaped and distanced triangles (laughs) right right ear whatever yeah yeah, that was very alien abduction. I wonder if that has to do with the memory thing, though. Like, what he can't remember. I don't know. Mm. That's a good question. Yeah. So, um, and then the other thing that happens that I thought was kind of weird is right before the scene ends, you know, Major Briggs, oh, Major Briggs is called away. He has to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and they try, Harry and Cooper try to stop the, that from happening but they can't major Briggs just goes ahead and goes and i really felt like when that happened i was like oh we might not see him again it felt like to me like oh, oh this might be his last episode <laughs> i don't know why i just got this like vibe i was like oh no this that huh. might be it yeah because he's like character. yeah i need like i need to go with them and felt very final huh. 
yeah. can see that, but they can't do that to us at the same time. <laughs> How dare they? they have at the to same time, though. The triangles. <laughs> what about Bobby? How will he? What will he do without a father figure? You know, <laughs> he'll be fine. Uh, he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so as Major Brig leaves, everyone else is about to leave the room, and then Cooper notices this leaking fire extinguisher on the ceiling. Uh-huh. Um, that's dripping water and there's just like a close-up detail shot of that fire extinguisher and really ominous music which i thought was think, interesting i didn't really think that had any meaning or a link to anything when i saw it but with you talking about it now what do you do you think it meant something i feel like it does um because we later we get a lot of like malfunction in this episode from technology you know like the lights keep going out yeah there's like a storm and so all the stuff happens to the sheriff's office at the end of the episode mm-hmm. and so i don't know what it means but i feel like it's all interconnected and then the leaky faucet that really reminded me of um leland and his death scene wait the leaky faucet you mean they're the leaky fire extinguisher oh. Wait, why did it remind you of Leland's death? Because he, when Bob is like coming out of him, um, remember Dick Tremaine sets off the fire alarm because he's smoking oh, yeah. the PlayStation and all the water. It just like, it really imprinted in my head that whole scene. And so I was like, is this a, is this a sign of Bob? I don't know. Something oh about gosh, it. Oh gosh, I didn't even think about that. I actually kind of forgot about Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, and I was also thinking because when Major Briggs is having that kind of flashback, there's a scene where like fire engulfs like the the images and like in the woods. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And there's some connection to fire and then the, the fire extinguisher is leaking. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it is. It's some kind of sign, some kind of warning, some kind of. It does. It feels in. like a warning something. Yeah. 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 They're guiding us to think something at least yeah yeah okay um so next i want to talk about this uh, this like mini show that's happening on twin peaks right now with james it's <laughs> <laughs> what it feels like it's like we're watching invitation to love the uh, yeah. twin peaks soap opera kind of is it's very soap opera um yeah. so yeah james is still at the house with the what's the rich lady's name do you remember Evelyn? i don't know oh yeah i, I think that's right it sounds like it. Um, and he calls Ed and he asks him to take money out of his bank account and like uh, have it delivered to the bar that's nearby where he's staying so he can like pick up some money. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, so he's like him and the rich lady are kind of, I don't know, like getting into it again. They like are kissing again and they're, he sees that her face is bruised and it just, yeah, it seems like he's getting more engulfed in this whole thing, this whole thing that we think is a plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it is, it's a revealed this episode that it is a plan. I know. You God, were right. so creepy. So, it was really creepy. So basically, I, she even asks um, James for help at some point. She's like, I need you to help me. And Right. Uh, I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Then she, We don't see what she asks him. She's like, I no. need your help. And he's like, what? Yeah. And then the scene changes. And then when we go back to them, they're having that like little champagne thing. Yeah. Little champagne so meeting. <laughs> um, because he fixed the car. Yeah. That that was such an intimate scene. Like It was. I haven't seen something. It was just like. 
it was so I was just so like sexual it was so full of like they were just being taken over by lust and it's just yeah I don't know so it was really lustful yeah they end up sleeping together and she like leaves him and he's still asleep and her brother's there and then they start kissing (laughs) Mm mm-hmm so gross. Yeah, like, I know. Well, I don't think out. it's her brother. No, I don't think it's her brother. But still, yeah. I was like, oh, God. It was like, oh, awkward. But it just, yeah, it even more reaffirms that, like, there's some kind of plan going down. Exactly. Then, so that makes sense then. They're probably in love. They want to kill this guy so they can take his money. And so they want uh-huh. James to do it for them and basically yeah. simplify their lives. Yeah. <sighs> They've just been waiting for someone like James to walk in. I know. You know sad <laughs> i wonder if they've tried um, it before with somebody else because they've been there for what like four years i think he says at one point yeah yeah that's crazy they must so, have that's true they must have it was and really creepy because failed. uh well, when they're making out when brother and sister are making out they're like the brother is like how's our little baby james or whatever <laughs> um <laughs> he keeps calling him like baby or how's our little little child Sweetie or whatever or- yeah and then as they're making out, he's like, what a lucky little boy. Lucky boy. Lucky boy. And he keeps saying it as they're making out. It's so, so gross creepy. and creepy. Yeah, it's horrifying. Um, and. Oh. Oh. And then, so. Go ahead. Well, I just like it. I kind of forgot about. I mean, James is kind of off in his own little world right now. But it made me think about Donna a lot. And it goes back to her at one point because. She has no idea what happened to him. They just got in a fight and he took off. And she, she's kind of yeah. like, she even, she goes to Ed and is like, have you seen James? I don't know where he is. I haven't seen him here or there. And then um, he tells him, Ed tells her that like, oh, I got a call from him. He wants like me to give him some money. He just, he's fine though. And so she mm-hmm. asks if she can deliver the money herself so then she can go see him. But and so we know that there's going to be something that happens with that. But the whole time yeah. he's like making out with this that lady and he seems so into it i just felt so bad because there's donna and that's obviously not ended but he like doesn't have a care in the world about it it's very in his own world i know he's a terrible person like that's a terrible thing to do and then to just move on i know care in the world and And at the same time he's giving all of these like long monologues about his life and like how much laura's death affected him and i really I don't like James, but I kind of, um, this is the first time that I believed what he was saying kind of, and I sort of understood him for the first time when he was talking about, when he was explaining to, um, Evelyn what happened to him in Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. she was like, oh, cause he had called Ed and she walked in on the call and she's like, are you getting homesick? And he's like, no, definitely not. And then he starts to explain what happened. He's like, my, my life wasn't perfect, but it was mine. It belonged to me. It made sense. And then my girlfriend was murdered and then my girlfriend's cousin was like, it makes, it makes sense to me to have him feel like, oh, my life is no longer my own. I can't make my own decisions because it just feels like everything's out of control. Yeah. I don't know. That kind of like, it spoke to me. It was the first time I've ever had him say something that was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And that must like be really I get, hard. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. I got him. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to say Mm-hmm. Oh, but then he ends it. I was like feeling like, oh man, I like I feel this. I'm like in in this in this um, moment with him, you know. Yeah. And then he ends it with, like, 
the way he says that Maddie got murdered was really like off the cuff kind of. And then he's like, and then another girl got murdered. Uh, uh, but I don't know how he says it, but he says it in a really like careless kind of way. And I was just like, oh, never mind. It kind of upset me that when he was talking about all that, he didn't mention Donna at all. At all. Yeah. Because yeah. like he it's as if like he doesn't care about her. She never really had any effect on him. It's like Laura had an effect on him as a yeah. person, like even before she died. And Maddie had yeah. an effect on him, but it's like Donna was completely missing from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, he could have been agree. like, yeah, this girl died, and then, I like, I fell in love with someone else, and then another girl died. Like, he doesn't even mention her at all. Like, she's not no. even a vague sentence. Yeah. Um, I don't not like – I don't dislike um, James. I just think that he's, like, really naive and kind of dumb. <laughs> I think yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> and, like, um, I don't know. Yeah. And so he asked for money. I, I don't know what, what do you think the money is for? Because he's so he making survive, money. Don't you think? But he's making money on this deal and he's staying with her and she's obviously like feeding him and everything. So well, that it was feels before like to me she said, coming. he asked for the money before she said, like, ask him to stay, like to not leave. Oh, okay. Never mind. I was going to say maybe he's coming up with a plan, but I think he was just kind of getting getting prepared to like continue to like either be on the road or just whatever yeah yeah he's not planning on coming back right um and like i said i I hated a lot of the direction of this episode but i did like that one scene where they're making out and the (laughs) camera pulls back and it's like it's a totally different show but it's a good scene but see that's the problem is like it doesn't fit in the show yeah it's a good scene it's well shot, but it doesn't fit. Yeah, it feels different. It's not very um, Twin Peaks. Why did he have to pour out the champagne? <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> Do you remember he like takes the champagne and then he just like dumps it out and then places the empty glasses on the ground and then starts making out with her. It is and really like, weird. You, I was like, why did you have to do that? <laughs> Weirdo. Yeah, weird. Um, I, I did. I also liked when they're having a conversation after he's been fixing up the car Mm-hmm. Um, Evelyn comes in and it's the first time that she like asks him to stay and he takes off her sunglasses and she's got a big black eye mm-hmm. and he's got like oil and stuff all over his face. I just thought it was like an interesting juxtaposition of both of them with like a bunch of makeup on their faces and yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. I, I just like, I like something about it. Um, okay. So let's get out of, let's get out of this show. Let's go back to Jamesville. We <laughs> <laughs> need to come up with a name for the James show. <laughs> Um, so we also got an update on Ed and Norma, who haven't really been interacting that much. Um, mm-hmm. they kind of like, they kind of called it quits. I think that yeah. was like last season, right? Yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah. They had like a really sweet kind of goodbye or like an mm-hmm. end to their, whatever they were doing. But I think now that Nadine, I mean, sorry, um, yeah, Nadine has totally got off, gone off the deep end. Mm. I think Ed is coming to terms with, like, the fact that he can't stay with her forever. And she probably wouldn't even be happy with that because she feels like he's her dad or something. So, yeah. Um, Ed comes into the diner. He asks to meet with Norma. And they do meet at Ed's house. I think they sleep together. They definitely um, sleep together. Yeah. Well, she professes her love to him, and then they start intensely making out. Like it's another very yeah. lustful scene. Lust. 
You're right. Mm-hmm. There's lust all over the place in this episode. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's taking over Twin Peaks. Yeah. What's going on? Maybe it's that witch that um, was in the last episode. <laughs> she put like um, a love spell on everyone. Yeah. Um, so we they, they obviously reconcile, but Ed doesn't ever get to tell her what he wanted to talk about. I assume oh, yeah. that it's about the relationship, but I don't, you, you can't assume in Twin Peaks, you know? I know. It yeah. It could be anything. I thought he was going to kind of say the same thing that she was going to say. Where it was like, you know, like, we should be together and blah, blah, blah. And all I think about is you. But, yeah, if that's not what he was going to say, why would he interrupt them when they're right. being really intimate, you know? He, he should wait. Yeah. And he's like, like, I'll tell you later. <laughs> it's like, let's just make out. Yeah. 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 So we'll see what that that's all about. So then she leaves. She's like, I have to go back to the diner. Um... But as Ed turns around after Norma has left, he sees that Hank is in his house. Hank saw the kiss and everything. This is the the scene that I hated the like setup of because how did Hank get in without Ed noticing? And how is he just like in the middle of the living room where Norma just was? Yeah, I didn't expect I don't that. Know. <laughs> yeah, you're standing in the exact spot that she was just in. Yeah. Um. And anyway, so he attacks Ed. Um, and Ed, he's like really beating Ed up and then Nadine comes home. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and, and she like sees that Hank or that Ed's being attacked by Hank and she basically runs to his rescue and beats Hank up. I was like, when I saw that happen, all I could think was like, finally her like super weird strength (laughs) thing is like coming in handy for something. Yeah, me too. But it's still stupid. It's still, it's just, yeah, it's still kind of silly, but I, I was like very satisfied. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was excited that she was finally get to use her, getting to use her super strength for sure. And I was like, she's going to murder him. Like she could easily murder him. Yeah. She could probably just like squish his head. I right. Know. Like yeah. she's that strong. <laughs> um, But yeah. So anyway, I thought that was interesting it's like it, it's interesting i guess i don't know if that's like payoff for all of the scenes that we've seen with Nathan yeah no it's not payoff, a it's just like a little something to hold me over like i'm glad yeah. she was able to like use it for something useful you know yeah and yeah. then and so then she she runs up to ed afterwards and is like caring for him and trying to wake him up and make sure he's okay mm-hmm. and it really sounded like the old nadine to me yeah me too i kind of thought like oh she just snapped out of it or something I, i'm yeah i don't know Maybe the adrenaline is what, like, when she uses it, she goes back to normal. Or when when she's not using Maybe. it, she's, like, crazy. I don't know. Because something has to happen to snap her out of this thing that she's in, where she thinks she's in high yeah. school. You know? Yeah. Like, I, don't, I wonder what it's going to be. But it did seem like the old Nadine. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe we'll get another scene and it'll tell us for sure. But we didn't see her for the rest of the episode. So. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, back. The other small thing that happens with Nadine be, right before this is, you know, she's trying to go out with Mike and she's in the diner with him and she he basically completely rejects her and he's like, no, I don't want to be seen with you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want anything to do with you. And she's like, not even phased. And she's like, I just think you're so handsome and I really want to go out with you. And and then she she kisses him. So there's like another yeah. kiss. Yeah. But um, I don't know. He seemed into it. <laughs> I know he did. He was like kind of confused, but he did kind of seem into it. Yeah. Right? Like after he was um, like surprised, he's like, 
whoa, like, like she didn't back down. She wouldn't, you know, take no for an answer. Yeah. You gotta respect that a little bit. You know what? It kind of made me think of um, her with Ed when they were in high school. Like maybe this is how she got Ed. Um, so this is how she's, she's technically acting like she was when she was in high school. So maybe yeah. this was what was she was like when That's she true. first met Ed. Because then if Ed was with norma and nadine was always kind of there and was really into ed and thought ed was the handsomest boy in school and like wouldn't give up and just basically waited for the right time because norma like left ed for hank and then like nadine was there and she had never given up and like you have to admire that in someone you know totally like flattered by it and you're yeah i could see that um you know what i just realized and this might have already been explained but is what? her eye patch gone wait is it <laughs> i think it is and i i wait assume they probably explained it when she woke up in the hospital wait you're right her eye patch has been gone the whole time that she's been in high school how have we not talked about that did she like magically heal maybe i don't remember this she's had super strength so maybe her body super healing like, yeah kind <laughs> of i don't remember it being talked about either is that crazy that we didn't talk about it maybe and they just explain it and we forgot okay <laughs> we're gonna have to do some research um so the next thing that um we get another update on is ben who is just getting crazier every episode um Poor this whole guy. thing is like oh my god no i know um i'm, I'm just kind of over this storyline it's another one that they i just i'm over i'm over it i don't care i get it he thinks he's in the civil war fine it's just <laughs> another like, cra- this character is going coping. crazy this is how he copes with like the loss of his best friend and being losing his business and this and that but it's so yeah. weird um so he, he's really like going completely insane Bobby is working for him, but, you know, he's not really doing any work. He's just kind of, like, talking to him and placating him. And then Audrey starts to get really worried, so she calls in Jerry. So I think Jerry hopefully will be in the next episode, and maybe we'll see some resolution here. But anyway, so that's mostly what happens. Um, We get another scene with Audrey and Bobby, but really all it is is just more flirting. Mm -hmm. But Bobby really seems like... He seems like the Bobby that he was when him and Shelly were first together. Yeah, with like her. in the beginning when he was yeah. with Shelly. And he was like mm-hmm. infatuated by her and giving her all the attention yeah. and being like super smooth and sweet. He's yeah. like calling Audrey baby. And she's like, don't call me baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing that Audrey does, well, with, with Ben, you know, she's kind of like looking out for him you know by calling the brother and like calling for help she calls mm-hmm. like dr jacoby she's like he needs help you know and i, I don't know i kind of see this as an opportunity for her with the business me too i was like oh my god i hope she just takes over the business yeah like i think she's Why totally not? capable um she even i don't know it seems like that's the direction she's going in i could see if her father goes down this like crazy guy hole and like ends up in the mental hospital or something who who knows but i can just see her taking over the business i'd really like to see that me too that would be awesome that would be awesome um then the other thing that happens is uh catherine comes to visit ben and <laughs> ben seems kind of more alert when she's around 
he's like, let me guess. You came here to gloat. He seems more like aware of what's going on rather yeah, than just Yeah, he kind of snaps out of it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and she kind of professes her love to him. And it's another lustful moment. Yeah, he's like, what um, is he saying? He's like, I can't believe this. And she's just like, I want you so bad. And Yeah. She's like, even still, even now in the state that you're in, I want you. I forgot um, that they, they actually had a little thing right mm-hmm. a while ago i yeah. almost forgot about that they had an affair they were like the first affair that was revealed on, on twin peaks i think yeah yeah and so you know what they ed and Nad- what i wonder if ed and norma's affair and Catherine and ben's affair ended around the same times uh-huh and now they're both picking back up around the same time it's interesting i think they probably um, did yeah so they're getting back together you could tell about the last episode or I think it was the last episode. Last time we saw Catherine, she was at dinner with her husband and you could tell she was just like <laughs> dead care. bored. Yeah. yeah. So so she obviously misses him. Um, it's kind of like, sweet because now she, she doesn't want anything from him. Yeah. kind of. It's like she got everything from him and now she, mm-hmm. I don't know, she needs, what does she need? Like, does she need a challenge? Does she need someone to need her? Does she? I think Pete is just too sweet and yeah, she just needs someone that nice. is like kind of fun to be manipulative with yeah. and like you know yeah. but by like by doing this with ben now i feel like she's exposing herself like she's putting herself in a position to potentially like give ben power back to definitely almost pretend or you know like be like oh yeah i want you too and then they kind of have this affair thing again and it puts her closer to him and can give him an opportunity to take advantage of her in the near future definitely 100 percent. yeah, yeah. But I'm not. I don't feel too protective of Catherine. Nah, it's okay. who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> um, and then, so I guess while she's Catherine's out kissing Ben, Harry stops by the house to see Josie. Mm-hmm. And that's another, another really intimate. Scene. Yeah, another lustful. I, I've never seen Harry just so. I mean, I, he's like grabbing her everywhere. Like he's grabbing her like breasts and stuff, and like it's kind of like it just. I don't know, like he can't, res- he can't resist her, even when she's dressed like that. <laughs> Just like I'm. Like it was kind of crazy. Yeah, he's been well, taken over friend, too. A maid outfit is like known to be. I don't no, know. It's like, like the number one. I guess so. Dress up outfit. Um, but but I, I I thought like even last week. I mean, she doesn't look like herself. Her hair is kind of like down. Her hair's not done. You know, she's just in yeah. like in this uh, covered up simple maid outfit. You know, she's obviously like working yeah. and doing all this like cleaning and stuff. So it's not you know i don't think she looks her best and she probably doesn't feel her right. best right yeah i agree right, harry can't resist um, her <laughs> <laughs> and we kind of get some reasoning for why she's at Catherine. she yes. says that she's staying there to protect herself and to protect harry yeah so uh, i don't know yeah <laughs> i don't know it, before uh, i didn't think there was like any yeah we were, we were like why is she there but now i'm like okay she thinks that she's safe there so i'm like okay you know yeah, i get it I but guess. i still don't know what the like why why are uh, you safe there i don't know yeah so she yeah, think that, Catherine will protect her <laughs> like she won't yeah exactly i don't know it's interesting um oh my gosh so the big thing this episode oh, the this, one we've been waiting this for is what we <laughs> knew was gonna happen we've been waiting for this forever oh. so bobby and shelly are fighting which we talked about last episode is obviously bound to happen because bobby's been like 
never home. She, Shelly's taking care of Leo. Um, it's basically like having an f- enormous baby yeah. in your house that you have to constantly feed and like take care of. But Bobby has which like would drive me absolutely no insane. relation to this baby. So he doesn't give a shit. Ugh, it's so... See, that's the other thing. Shelly, when she got herself into this situation, she... Just like you said about Catherine, she mm-hmm. put herself in a situation where it's so easy for Bobby to just leave. Yeah. And she's stuck in the situation now. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that's what like it she really like put herself happening. in a vulnerable. He's such yeah, a jerk. Really... He's such a jerk. I know. He's like, he's like you have nothing better to do. I have better things to do than sit around here and give blah, 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 bubble bath. Oh, he's and... so mean in this episode. Yeah. He's so mean. Um. <sighs> Yeah, so she's in a really vulnerable place, and I, it's gonna be really terrible if Bobby leaves her. But anyway, it doesn't even matter at this point because huh, at the end of this episode, the lights start going on and off. Mm-hmm. She's home alone. She goes to check on. She thinks it's maybe Bobby, but no one's answering. She goes to check in Leo's room. He's not in his little strapped-in harness chair. He's not in the bed. Instead, there's a creepy little clown. Then she walks out. Um, she checks his wheelchair. He's not there. She turns around, and there's Leo standing up by himself, and he has like weird clown makeup on. I think it's. I thought it was and, cake. I don't know why oh, it would be see, cake. I guess leftover. But I thought it was cake covered his face, and he's wearing his birthday hat again. Yeah. So that's what made me think. I agree. Yeah, it was cake, but. It made me feel like maybe it was a dream because that the cake face thing was from the very first episode where they have him at home and they have the party. Uh-huh. Remember? And he follows his I face. I don't know if it was like a birthday it. party. Yeah. They could have. I mean, it's only and been. It hasn't hot. been that many days. We remember like time, like not much time oh. passes in Twin Peaks. Like it feels like more, but it's actually like a few days. Well, no, because he doesn't have the cake on his face when she's feeding him earlier in the episode. Yeah, but he could have put it on his face. I don't know why. You think he put it on his face? Well, he put the hat, the on. hat on. He put the hat on. That's why I think it might be a dream. I think it's a dream. Because I couldn't see him getting it. Because it's, you know, replicating an, a past event. That's why I was like, maybe it's a dream. <gasps> maybe he hopefully didn't actually wake up and he's not going to kill Shelly. But wait, what does he say? Does but, he just say hello to her? Do you remember what I he says? Know. No, I don't. I think I think he just said like hello. But he said something, but where he's like speaking properly. But it was only like a word or two. <laughs> I think he might have said no. hello or hello Shelly. And then she Fuck. screams. Well, I don't think it's yeah. a dream. I don't know why he'd have cake and the hat on, but Damn it. Well, but she's yeah. all alone. She's gonna die. That's <sighs> it. Well, it's not it, I mean probably someone will save her but god that's want, horrifying i don't want shelly to die although it would make me care more about the series if shelly died <laughs> i mean that would be like a death i would care about oh yeah <laughs> me too but then like i don't know I yeah you're right i know i love her <laughs> but i love her <sighs> i don't know so we'll see what happens there. I'm yeah. really sad. I'm sad that we didn't get any more updates. That's just where we leave her. We know that she's home alone. It looks like Leo's up and up and like totally capable of murdering yeah. her. So I don't know. I don't know if he'll murder her. I think if anything, he would take advantage of the situation and like use 
her to get to Bobby or like something. Like I feel like he'll have a plan. A bit more conniving. He's already, he'd already tried to kill her before and he's not that smart. Hmm, maybe you're right. He might be even less smart now that he's oh, yeah, been he's in a coma and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so while the lights are going on and off. Wait, what else happened? No. Okay. Well, another like little update <laughs> is um, the Andy and Andy and uh, Dick are trying to find out about little Bobby's past, and they break into Nikki. little Nikki, little Nikki's past, <laughs> and they break into the orphanage while we're out to lunch um, <laughs> to get his file. <laughs> um, Jerks. I know. We thought we could trust them. They don't reveal what they find. They find his file. And then they get interrupted because a couple comes in to look for their child. They do a really poor job of lying. That was a really weird scene. I didn't like that. I didn't know if it was supposed to be like comic relief or funny or like I think creepy. that whole thing is supposed to be comic relief. But I, I didn't like it. I didn't get it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work because they make they make it seem like Dick hates um, Andy from mm-hmm. the very beginning. Like Dick thinks Andy's stupid, whatever. And so now why would dick be trying to partner up with andy it just doesn't work i don't know like going them seeing them go on adventures and like why why would they i don't think andy likes dick dick doesn't like andy so i don't know yeah i don't and then you're right just that whole scene didn't really work i I do want to find out what happens with little nicky though like what his past me too me too they said that there was multiple he was in multiple um adoption houses yeah and I think Dick finds something interesting. I think he like yeah. says something, like, oh, but whoa. they don't reveal it. Yeah, so we'll find out yeah. next time too. Yeah. <sighs> but otherwise, so, another storyline, something that feels kind of forced to me. Yeah. Um. So then we we get a, a major update. We, in the last episode, they were kind of planning to catch Jean using ernie mm-hmm. um and so they do they set up they set up a meeting with john at the dead dog farm mm-hmm. house um to exchange cocaine um and so they go ahead and go there and denise dresses up as dennis yeah he comes out just like a like man an, <laughs> yeah it was interesting to see him like that he look good looks good as a man and a woman he does mm-hmm. yeah um and then I really didn't like the way they treated his character this episode, but I'll talk about that in a second. Um, so they they go to Dead Dog Farm. They start doing the deal. Ernie totally ruins it by sweating like a crazy pig. And, and John realizes that it's a setup. He grabs Ernie and Dennis, um, Dennis mm-hmm. originally. And then he basically just exclaims, like, I just want Cooper. Mm-hmm. So Cooper volunteers to go in. Dennis comes out. Um, they start calling in backup. And basically it's like a standoff. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to get Cooper out alive. Um, and so this whole scene is kind of crazy. Like a lot of it, I, I feel like a lot of stuff is exposed. Um, Jean explains to Cooper that the whole reason that he wants to kill him is because he killed his brothers and he even goes as far as to say that he would kill him even if it meant that he would die minutes later he's like i don't care you know my life is is like not so valuable to me that i wouldn't want to kill you first yeah he kind um, of just crazy to me like what's the point 
Yeah, it's. I didn't think about all the stuff that. I mean, he's kind of right. He, you know, blames Cooper for all the bad things that start happening in Twin Peaks as soon as he arrives. Like, I didn't realize mm-hmm. all of that, but yeah, he's like, um. Yeah, he says that, you know, since you've been in town, it's like there's a man, madman following you. Girls are dying and... Both of his brothers um, are killed. Both of his brothers are killed. Um, he's like, if you die, maybe you will be the last to die. And maybe you brought a madman with you, um, which is interesting. And I think it makes Cooper think, too. I feel like he it takes him a second to yeah. kind of process that, too, and, yeah, and check like- in with himself and see if that's true. Like, Renault thinks that by killing Cooper, like, it might end all this madness. Like, that's how much he believes it, but... Yeah. I don't know. Um, and so, they are, like, kind of at a standoff because they don't know how to get out with, you know... Cooper obviously wants to stay alive. Sean wants to get what he wants, which is Cooper dead. Mm-hmm. So, there's not really a solution. So, I hated this. <laughs> so, they dress... <laughs> so easy. They have Denise... Um, dress back into her normal clothes she goes in and like distracts them she brings them food yeah she's just like this beautiful woman and like comes in and they're like oh let her in like what i know what (laughs) why and so jean lets her in he's like i didn't order food but go ahead and let her in it's just a woman and they say a couple times they're like it's just a woman it's a girl what could she do (laughs) what's gonna happen yeah it was so weird and so she goes in she has a gun hidden she starts to like pull up her skirt and Jean is distracted. Cooper grabs the gun um, and he kills Jean. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically like happy ending. Yay, yay, yay. Everyone's out alive. Yeah, everyone um, got out alive and the bad guy like, died. It was like perfect. <laughs> they're all like patting each other on the back like like great idea. And she's like, actually it was Harry's idea. I had to think fast. Like they're just having like cute little dialogue mm-hmm. and then Hawk's like, he's dead. <laughs> all of them. All their faces just go straight. I'm like, yeah, guys, like you're just patting each other on the back while this guy just died. He murdered. But he was a bad guy. Um, well, he didn't murder, I guess. I know, but still, I was just kind of like, come on. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. It was kind of a weird scene. Yeah. I just hated it. I feel like that's, they, when Denise first came into the show, they treated her like very well. They gave her time to talk about her experience. They made her seem really wise. Mm-hmm. She was a good agent. Now it's just like, she's like a caricature. They used her, um, they used her by changing her, like having her dress as a man and then having her dress as a woman as a distraction. It was just like all felt very goofy and cheesy and kind of dumb. Yeah. I didn't like it. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't like it. Um, I didn't like it either. And then the last thing is they go back to the sheriff's station and even even more electrical issues occur so there are two fires um and, which lucy explains i don't totally understand what happened something with like electrical issues i don't know i think there's a storm going on mm-hmm. and they go into the sheriff's office to check out what's going on inside just make sure everything's okay they go into i think it's harry's office mm-hmm. and they find a dead body <laughs> that's all dressed up um and they don't they say like who is that and they're not sure who it is um they also find a chess game mm-hmm. um and what else is there a note there's or anything a, there's like know, a, that's a deer head too oh a deer head and like the well i guess in the chess game the dead body's like playing the next chess move 
that he's been playing yeah. with his what is it his ex-partner yeah so what does um, that mean did his ex-partner so this murder is, that person and set that up yeah i think so that's so i mean we knew yep. he was kind of like off his rocker but that's pretty insane and you know what? It really reminds me of um, True Detectives. <laughs> did you watch True Detectives season one? No, I mean I only saw the first few you episodes. Didn't. But oh, this is, it just reminds me of the way that he would set up the bodies. Oh, oh, I see. Because they would always have like deer pieces, like antlers, or something and weird. I was just like, oh, it's so True Detective-y. I don't know. Um, it just felt weird. It's like they threw this dead body into this show, and we don't know who the dead body is. We don't like, we don't care about us. I just, it's like more that this episode is trying to make us care about things, but it still feels forced. It's like not there. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm curious about this mystery. I'm not curious at all. When we look really? at the face and it's like, who is that? Like why, like what reason does it give us a care? It's kind of sad. Yeah. When you think about it. You're right. But. Yeah, you're right. Well, maybe we'll find out that it's someone important though. Yeah. But even if it is mm-hmm. someone important, like we don't know them, we don't have a connection to them. It'll be like, I don't know. I think it might be, I almost feel like they're setting themselves up for something that's difficult to pull off. We'll see if they can do it, but. Yeah. I don't know. I hated this episode, but that was one of the things that I did enjoy. I was like, this is interesting to me. Only mm. because Twin Peaks, the like the stuff that's been happening in Twin Peaks is like kind of tame. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just regular murders, kind of. Yeah, and it's all like, about that drug deal for and, a while, so they're focusing on that Exactly, and, like, cocaine, which is, like, it's not tame, but it's, like, you know, regular rule-breaking. Yeah. This is, like, a little bit more crazy and... Like, yeah, pretty dark and know. sinister. Dark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of excited to see okay. more of that. That'll be interesting, I think. But I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's that's um, everything for that. Is that everything you want to talk about for the episode? Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, I'd like to talk about. We got a lot of. Oh wait, well, what do you rate this episode? Um, I rated a seven. Uh huh. What would you rate it? Um, I think I would rate it like a four. Oh, <laughs> wow! I really didn't like it. Um. I'm too. I'm and, too nice, though. I know I'm yeah. being generous with a seven, <laughs> but I really didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I kind I of just, like. I really had to try and pay attention, and there were little moments that I enjoyed, but yeah, I was like, okay, like, come on, let's let's get somewhere. Let's. Yeah, I wasn't like in it with my heart. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, and. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've already talked about how much I hate it. Okay. <laughs> I won't. I won't harp on it. Um, did you have any favorite characters or anything in this episode? Um. Hmm. I don't know if anyone really stood out to me, or is like going in a direction that. I don't know. Was this episode so like I didn't have a connection to it that I don't even have a favorite character? <laughs> Do you have one? Um, no. no. <laughs> I feel the same yeah, way. I, I like just no like one... I was just like 
I was happy for this episode to pass. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. It's over. And I don't want to really think about it again. And I'll just, I'm excited to watch the next one, but this one was not that interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a favorite so, character. Yeah. <laughs> um, no one stood out. No one, like, it was very, like, mm, flat, flat. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, okay, so, but to cheer us up, to get us out of this little funk that we're in right now, um, we got a bunch of listener emails this, this week. Yes. It was so awesome. Mm-hmm. We are so excited. Um, so we want to talk about a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the first ones we got was from one of our listeners, Dave, who has been watching the show since it first came out. And he gave us a really good story about how he started watching it when he was 19 and him and his friends got really into it and would um, like go to Barnes and Noble and coffee shops and eat cherry pie and discuss all the characters and like it just sounds so fun. I like wanted to be in that time when it first came out and all of her friends are really into it. Cause now it's just, it's just Jane. It's just you and me. I don't really know too many people that watch the show that are in our group of friends. So I, I don't know. That just sounded awesome. It was a really great little peek into, Oh, he even said they'd have like peaks parties and yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it was really sad cause he said once the murderer was revealed, once Laura's murderer was revealed, it all kind of dissipated and everyone kind of lost interest. And I mean, I could definitely see that happening. Totally. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize that I kind of didn't realize that that happened on such a great scale. Like uh-huh. I didn't realize that across the board, everyone kind of just gave up on the show when Leland yeah. was revealed. Um, he even said that the members of Nor- members of Nirvana complained in the press that the show didn't serve a purpose anymore. Mm-hmm. Now that Laura's killer had been exposed. Mm-hmm. So that was really interesting. So it was just like a countrywide. Yeah. Everyone agreed. <laughs> I mean, we're we're struggling with, you know, keeping into this. Like, how many episodes yeah. are we past Laura's killer being revealed? Like, we're we're struggling a little bit. Well, not like, that many. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they, um, um, the our listener did mention that you know it really picks up. Dave mentioned that it's it's really going to pick up and get a lot better. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Then we also got a email from John. um, And speaking of hope, (laughs) he said, um, it looks like you guys are, you know, doing okay, getting through some of the harder episodes. And it really gives me hope that you're going to get to those good episodes at the end of the season because the final episode is the best thing i've ever seen on television yeah that's um, insane that really excited I think it was just last, last episode that we went off on a little tangent about breaking bad and i mentioned last episode that i thought the ending of breaking bad was the best ending of a tv series that i had ever seen in television so it was incredible i'm excited that about ending was Peaks, so good mm-hmm. it was yeah it was the such breaking a good bad ending was so good closure and I, wrap up for Breaking Bad. I I read a bunch of like interviews and stuff with the writer and director of the show, mm-hmm. creator of the show, Breaking Vince Bad. Gilligan. Um yeah. yeah, because I was like so enthralled at how he put it together and how he did such a good job of like wrapping everything up and mm-hmm. not making it I don't know, it was just perfect and I don't know how he would possibly have done that, but he did it. Um and I normally don't read like press interviews or anything, but I was just like fascinated by his brain and how it worked. Um, so yeah, it's it really good. But anyway, I'm really excited yeah, for the last definitely, season or the last episode of the season. Like reading these emails this week gives me hope for how Twin Peaks is going to end. Totally, totally. And it's all going to be worth it. 
Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and then we got another email from a listener, Joel. Mm-hmm. Um, so he talked about a couple things. He talked about a lot of celebrity connections that were in the show, which is really cool. I think we've talked about a few of these. Yeah, I know that. Like, it'll be fun. Like Jane, I know that you've found a lot of connections, like with uh, Zoe Deschanel's dad being like directing some of the episodes. and Right. Um, but yeah, this listener pointed out just, like a bunch more I didn't know about. Uh-huh. Do you know about a lot of... It's interesting. Mm-hmm. No, and, and it's interesting because it seems like everyone that's on the show has a famous family member or daughter or son or you know what i mean like something they're connected to someone that is pretty famous so just really quick jake gyllenhaal's dad has directed an episode david fincher's sister emily was the girl who dances in the silhouette um for the horn brothers in the flashback Mm -hmm. um peggy lipton who plays norma was married to quincy jones is the mother of rashida jones which i totally see (laughs) now that i think about it Uh (laughs) um and then Russ Tamblin, Dr. Jacoby, and is Amber Tamblin's dad. And he was Riff in West Side Story. And Richard Bamer, who plays Ben, was Tony in West Side Story, which is crazy. I know. When I, when I saw that, because I watched West Side Story so much when I was younger, and I loved that movie, and I had the biggest crush on Tony at, like, <laughs> like just now I was kind of freaking out because it blew my mind. I was like, that's not Ben. That's not Ben. Like, I had to look up pictures. He looks so different. Yeah. He does. He really looks different. It's it's like hard to pick it out even with the pictures side by yeah. side. It's crazy. Like you, can, you can see it, but he really does look different. Um, yeah. But, oh yeah. my gosh, that's crazy to me that Dr. Jacoby and Ben from Twin Peaks were like the two best friends in West Side Story and that. Wow. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. It's fun. It's like fun, really fun to look up pictures of the two of them together in West Side Story. So mm-hmm. I would totally recommend doing that. Um, it's really I cool. I want to watch and it then, now. But yeah, it's yeah, weird because he's I know in West Side Story. Ben is so, or he he's so like innocent and like just in love. And then in Twin Peaks, he's so evil and he's such a different character. Yeah, I know. Um, and then, so a couple more. Mm-hmm. Um, Robin Lively, who plays the witch that was in the last episode, the widow of the mayor's dead brother. Mm-hmm. She's actually Blake Lively's sister. Um, Miguel Fair, who plays Albert Rosenfield, is George Clooney's cousin. And Eric De- Eric DeRay, who plays Leo Johnson, is the son of actor Aldo Ray. And his mom was the casting director for Twin Peaks, which that's not a coincidence, but it's just kind of cool. Yeah, that's probably um, she was the casting the director. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he Joel ends his email. He's like, I don't know if these links say something about Twin Peaks or just that you know you have to be related to someone famous to get into Hollywood. Think, get any work I in think Hollywood. To know someone to get in Hollywood. <laughs> Yeah. So, do you think that we could create this kind of list for pretty much any show? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think so. Oh, man. I thought it was special. Um, but maybe you're right. You're probably right. Um, he also mentions a couple of things that we, that are corrections to things that we said. Oh, yeah. um, so, we're not professionals. <laughs> Sometimes we miss things. Um, so, the first thing he says is... Um, that in episode 210, we mentioned the woman in the wheelchair was Maddie's mom. It was that... Um, um, but it's actually Donna's mom. It was that uh, Leland's at wake. Yeah. And um, I think that we were unsure about it at the time, and we just kind of assumed it was Maddie's mom. But yeah. that's like, why would Maddie's mom be at the wake of 
the person that murdered her daughter. Like that makes no sense. Well, I don't. I don't think she'd be there. Yeah, but why would anyone be there? Well, uh, specifically right? the person that murdered your daughter, though. But he murdered. Um, um, his Laura's mom was there, and he murdered <laughs> her but daughter. It's also, it's her. That's her husband. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't know. I know, I know, okay, I know. Okay. I I know, I know, I know. But still. <laughs> um, and then he also said that um, in episodes 1, 1. 1.7, 2.8, and 2.12, I think we said that Robert Engels directed those episodes, but it's actually Caleb Deschanel. Um, so I don't know if that was just like a misread or something on our on our end. But yay, we love these emails. Keep them coming. Um, especially we really like when you guys... Um, leave us questions or something along those lines that we can talk about later in the show because it's really fun for us to kind of contemplate things like who to cast in the new seasons of Twin Peaks <laughs> or something along those lines. Um, um, one thing that we love this. I, I think was kind of like a common thing that all of our recent emails have said is how, well, because both neither of us have watched Twin Peaks before. We're both new to the show. So it's really fun to kind of like speculate and try and like guess what's going to happen and um so that was kind of pointed out in all of the emails and I don't know since so since a lot of people that are listening have already seen the show all the way through and we haven't I kind of like the idea of you guys maybe you know like asking a question or kind of probing us to think about something that you know but we don't yes. yeah I think that'll be Definitely. interesting like take advantage of this situation that we Totally. You have the power. You guys know. We don't. You have the power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like our, our listener recently asked us to think about the color blue and asked us to kind of like pick out certain things because he knew a certain fact, but he wanted us to, with fresh eyes, kind of see if we mm-hmm. could pick it out. So that was really fun. Um, and then I have some Twin Peaks news. We're getting like more and more news every day because, you know, the it's not fast approaching, but they are filming the new mm-hmm. yeah, season of the show. They, they, they so. should be filming it like right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the first thing is that we have a new casting. Um, Peter Sarsgaard, who is in Garden State and a bunch of other movies, um, he just got cast for one of the roles. I'm not really looking at what roles people are cast in because I don't want any spoilers. Oh, yeah, it's hard Even to... Even that wouldn't give me a big spoiler. Yeah, but I'm just trying not to... I'm kind of trying to stay away from that. Mm. And then this one, I think you're going to be really bummed out about if you haven't heard about it already. Uh, um, no. What? Who? But Michael Onkteen, who plays Harry Truman, uh-huh. he is not returning for the new <gasps> show, unfortunately. Why? He says that he's fully retired from show business wow. and has been for many years. Oh, no. Yeah. Sweet Harry. So they're recasting that role. <gasps> no, that's going to be so weird. I know. It made me especially sad. Well, they're probably going to, hopefully they won't call him Harry Truman. I would, I would rather um, have it be like, instead of putting a different actor as that same character, I would rather have it be that like Harry, you know, retired and moved away. And so there's a new sheriff, like something like that. Right. I don't want them to like 100% agree. replace him. Yeah. Or like have another character be like, um, have a relationship with Josie. I think that's going to be really weird. Another actor yeah. have a relationship with Josie. It'd be, it'll be really, really be interesting to see how they go about dealing with with all of these things. This type of yeah. stuff. Yeah. But, I know. Aww. It'll be. 
Yeah. And so they, they've recast it. It's going to be Robert Forster. Mm-hmm. Um, and David Lynch originally eyed him for this role. So I think that'll be interesting. Oh, like way so back in 1990? Wanna, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I like him. Okay. So I think that'll be really interesting. Yeah. Um, that's everything that we've got for the show. Thank you for listening. Um, follow us on Log Ladies Pod on Twitter. Um, like I said, send us an email at logladiespodcast at gmail.com. And please, if you listen to us, find us on iTunes, leave us a review. That's how other people find us. Um, and it's really important. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening.